0: Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. And and, you know, it was amazing first service. This second service, we'll see where God will take us. Somebody say break it or leave it. Break it or leave it. God is in the new thing devil really doesn't want you to hear this word. Salman, if you could help me with this mic. God is always in the new. Everything he does, he does from a perspective of new. Our anchor script, behold, I do a new thing. So it means that God is anywhere where there are new things happening. Bible would then tell us that I Make all things new. I make everything that I do new, and this morning I want us to just take a quick journey in the Scripture and see where God takes it. Someone, one more time, say, "Break it or leave it." Matthew two twenty-two says this: "And no one pours new wine into old wine skins; otherwise, the wine will burst the skins." And both the wine and the wine skins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wine skin. Someone say new wine and new wine skin. I want to minister to somebody here this morning that has been experiencing a deficit in oil. God is filling your jar with new wine. Uh, she's filling your jars with new wine this morning. You've been coming to church. You've been coming here. And and please excuse me if if I'm not preaching a civilized message this morning. I've kind of abandoned my notes. Uh, I want to flow with the Holy Ghost today. Oh, come on. You can appreciate the Holy Ghost this morning. God is in the business this morning of pouring out new wine. But in order for you to receive new wine, you need to break the old skin. For he says, nobody pours new wine into what? Old wine skin. Why? Because the wine and the skin will both be spoiled. So therefore, God says, I need a new wine skin, which means I need a new desire. I need a new hunger. I need a new passion to be built so that it can contain the new level of anointing that I want to deposit in you. Are you still with me this morning? And so we come to this portion in the scripture and I love it so much and I don't have time to go through uh, the scriptures like I had wanted to this morning through Genesis 13. Uh, But you'll see that anytime, and I was telling the young people last week, that anytime God wants to tell you a new thing, oftentimes he brings you to a new place. God will oftentimes uproot you from one place and relocate you to a different place. To tell you a different thing, has that ever happened to anybody here this morning? God just—you didn't even—you didn't even know that you'd be in Ottawa. God just ruined your plan. He brought you here. I want to tell you that He didn't ruin your plans. He actually took your plans and He brought it to the next level. Uh, By you being here, it means that God has a word for you, and not just that, but God has a vision and a plan for your life. If you believe that, just put your two hands together. The Bible says that. In Genesis 12 God spoke to Abraham God told him and I told the young people God told them said go to a land that I have promised you go to a land that's flowing with milk and honey I will tell you where I'm taking you he says take your wife and go there Abraham like I told the young people says okay God I'm gonna take my wife and I'm gonna go but he brings his nephew with him a lot as he's bringing his nephew with him he gets to a place and all of a sudden God begins to speak to him and speak to him and speak to him but the only time that God begins to tell him to look because I'm trying to show you something is when Lot had left And I began to tell them this, that there's some people in your life that are not bad for you, but they just can't be with you. There are some situations that are not necessarily evil, but they don't desire you to be attached to it. So God would actually have to remove some things that may even be good for you for a season so that you can see the vision that God has before you. I speak in this place that if your vision is impaired, God will begin to open up your vision right now. He'll begin to make things that were muddy. He'll begin to make it clear in this place. If you could receive it, just say, i receive it. So as we look through the scriptures, we find out when we get to this portion whereby Lot begins to leave and Abraham gets to this point of scripture where and I was telling the young people that he's now underneath the stars, Pastor Kwaku, God's speaking to him. And, and God is telling him, I want you to look up to the stars. And if you can count them, that's how much your descendants will be. And God begins to tell him, look with your eyes and have vision. And begin to look because I want to do a new thing with you. I want you to take you to a new place. But it's going to demand that I, I bring you to a place that will even blow your mental capacity. So I'm going to bring you to the stars. And I know you won't be able to count them, but I will at least bring you within proximity that you can see what I want to do with you. So God begins to bring him underneath the stars and says, look at the stars and count them and number them. And you'll find this in Genesis 15 verses 5. The Bible says it so beautifully here. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. My dad said it before and I love it when he says That it's a fact that stars shine brightest at nighttime. Many times God will bring us to the darkest points of our lives to show us the clearest things. We oftentimes get upset that the night season is going for so long. But if I can speak some joy into your spirit this morning, the night season is a setup so that you can see the stars. Stars shine brighter at nighttime. So God needs you to be in sometimes the toughest seasons of your life, the roughest seasons of your life. I remember in 2015, I, and you know, I tell this all the time, I went through about 13 surgeries in one year. 13 surgeries. The doctors didn't know what was happening. My family didn't know what was happening. We prayed. We spoke. But we just didn't know. Pastor Ben, we didn't know what God was. We didn't know. Is it an attack? Is it? We don't understand what's happening. And and we went through all of these surgeries. And it, it was so funny because it was through those surgeries that I actually drew closer to God. Times when I was at my worst, in my darkest night, God began to speak to me. And he's telling me, I'm drawing you closer to me. I want you to be closer to me. I don't know if I have somebody who relates to this. But God may have, be, have had you right now in the darkest season of your life. I want to prophesy to you that the night season doesn't last for the whole night. That, that by, by, by 5 a.m. in the morning, that there's a sun that comes out. And, and I believe that I prophetically see the sun rising over your life this morning. If you can open up your prophetic eyes to see it. I believe that your night season is coming to an end. And God is just bringing you there to show you the stars. God oftentimes does his best work at night. The Bible says it was at midnight that Paul and Silas were praising God in the prison cell. Now let's look at that. You're in the prison cell, but yet you're praising God. So then if somebody in jail can praise God, what about you? You are free. Yeah, when we get in the presence of God, it's like, they want us to scream, we're gonna scream. They want us to shout, you want to shout. But what happened to praising God in your midnight season because of the breakthrough that is about to happen? I feel sometimes we forget that there was power in praising God before the miracle. We only praise him when it comes. But what about when it's on its way? In fact, what about if it's touched your neighbor first? Oh, we don't like that word. Let me go back. What about when it's touched your brothers and your sisters? The blessings of God have come upon all everybody around you but have not yet touched you. God is testing your heart. He wants to know, can you praise me even though you don't have the millions yet? Can you praise me even though you can't see it yet? Can you praise me before the storm? I give you three seconds. Praise God like it's already here. Praise him like your victory is already here. Praise him like your night season is already gone. Praise him like that husband is already here. Praise him like that. What? Y'all going to help me or or what? I said praise him like God is already moving. You've been in some night seasons, I've received. You've been in some night seasons and you've been asking yourself, God, when is the sun going to rise? I see the sun rising over your situation. I see the sun rising, but it demands a praise at midnight. You know, the new day breaks actually at midnight, like daddy said it. It's not at 5 a.m. when the sun is up. So that means that you can still be in a night season, but it in a new day. You can be in a new day, yet it's still dark. Some of you, that's where you are right now. It's a new day, but because it's dark outside, you think God is not working. God has actually already brought you out of your mess. He's already brought you out of your pain. He's already brought you out of your shame. I just wish that you would look and say, God, thank you for bringing me thus far already. Lord, have your seat. Joseph was in prison for a crime he didn't commit. But while he was in prison, what God did was he allowed there to be people that needed his gift. In your night season, understand this. God will always put you within reach of a breakthrough. Let me calm down. Pastor, this is too practical. No, it's going to help you. God will put you within reach of your breakthrough. You may not see it. But he always puts you about two people away from the million, about about three people away from the new day, about about four people away from your life going from zero to a hundred. God can do that in a heartbeat, but he will put you in a situation where you'll feel as though I'm in jail. How can God bring me out of a prison cell? God says, I put you in the prison cell, but I put some miracles there with you that if you can begin to navigate in the realm of the spirit and activate the gift that's already inside of you, stir up the gift of God and you're, stir it up, stir it up, stir up the gift of God. You'll see that I put some people that need your prophetic gift. The reason why you're at that job is not to sweat is because there's a miracle there. The reason why you're in that office and everybody hates you is because God is trying to see, can your kindness flow? I know you like this, the, the, the gifts of the spirit, but what about the fruits? Love and kindness. We don't like those ones. Prophesy to me, pastor. Declare over my life, pastor. Show me the next day, pastor. Do all this, pastor. I look at them and I say, but do you love well? How is your obedience level? We tell you, but do you listen? What about the fruits of the spirit? God will always put you within reach of a new day. Within reach. The Bible says it. Paul and Silas were in jail, but yet they, they praised God. The Bible also says this. Oh, man, I love this so much. The Bible says this in Acts, Acts chapter 12, Apostle. The Bible says that they arrested Peter and put him in prison, Apostle. But yet the church earnestly prayed. That's why we don't joke with URM. Because URM is a, is a fraction of the church that prays. Oh, my God. Hey. It's a fraction. Come on, appreciate our inter appreciate our intercessors come on appreciate them our prayer warriors our prayer pastor apostle we honor you come on honor the great man of God we honor him the church earnestly prayed so much so that an angel appeared inside and began to loose the chains and Peter thought am I in a trance some of us we're going to be freed and you're asking do you really want, uh, really it's happening really breaking free from this weakness it's actually happening believe it because there's people that are praying for you we have a dad and his name is dr. Ralph and he prays for us we have a God in heaven and he's praying for us we have a savior named Jesus he's making intercession for us on behalf of us to the father for your behalf there are people that are praying for your release can you just allow your hands to be unshackled we have sometimes an unhealthy attachment to our chains I want to be free, but I like the way it feels on my hands. I've gotten used to how it feels that even when you're free, you're still living like you're enslaved. How could you behave like a slave when you're a son? I look at different people that have gone through night seasons into new days, and I look at a man like my father, Dr. Ralph, I love him so much. A few years ago, he went to China. While he was in China, church, he began to wrestle with God. God began to wrestle with him, rather, I should say, God began to wrestle with him. And God was battling, God was trying to input within him, deposit within him the vision for what we see here today, TLC. But yet he battled He struggled with the decision. He he couldn't do, he was trying and trying and trying because he had been in a place for over 25 years and he couldn't see how God would just begin to walk, you know, just bring him out of that season. He said, I don't know how I'm going to survive if not for where I've been before. But he began to break himself out of that situation, and by the help of the Holy Spirit, we stand here today at TLC because of the decision of one man that decided to say, God, even though I don't know what's going to happen, I'm in a night season, but yet it's a new day. Here are my hands. I'm enslaved, but free me. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I'm going. I may even go back to the house where the people are praying, and they may not even believe it's me, but I will still be there. I will still enter. Uh, can we honor the great man of God, our Father, who made a decision so that we could be here? I'm telling you, it's something Somebody who had to free his hands it's somebody who had to tell himself I will not be in mental slavery I will break that from my mind I will break this from my mind I have to break it if I don't break it then I have to leave it please be seated please be seated I'm wrapping up here Jesus And so, continuing in this scripture, Genesis 15, verses 5, it says, As you look up into the stars, count them if you can. And then it says this Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants that you will have. I prophesy. That God will do such a work in you that generations yet unborn will be thanking you for your yes. Generations yet unborn will be thanking you for your decision to stand for Jesus. For your decision to, be, to, to, be, to stand upright. For your decision to be holy. Generations unborn will be thanking you. Go on to the next, the next uh, verse, please. And Abraham believed the Lord. Can you read that with me? I feel the Holy Ghost on that. One, two, three, and go. And move on. No, let's go back to verse 6. We're going to stay there. Can you get my stuff me, please? And Abraham believed the Lord. Someone say believe. believe. Say believe. believe. Believe is a function of faith. It's a function of faith. Let me put this whole scripture, tie it up so it's, it's very clear. God is telling Abraham to look up and count the stars. Mind you, he is so old, That he has, you can bring it up a little little closer if you don't mind. He's so old that there's no way in his mind he's thinking that I can even have a son at this age. The reason why he, it's hard for him to believe, and I told the young people this, is because he had his nephew Lot with him as an option. That maybe if I never have a son, at least I have a nephew that can take up after me. So God deliberately takes the options out so that a miracle is valid. Amen. What he did is this, he then brings them out. So understand the context is that he has no son, he has no child, but yet God is trying to tell him, look up in the stars for, I'm going to give you descendants. So look at this scenario. No child, yet God is speaking to him about a multitude. No child, multitude. No child, multitude. If that's not faith, I don't know what is. Some of us in this room, God has spoken to you about a vision, and you're thinking to yourself, How can I be used to start this business when I don't even have a thousand dollars in my bank account? How can I raise godly children when I wasn't raised like that? How can I be a faithful husband when I came from a broken home? How can I be asking God, and God is showing me this, when I'm in a stage of my life where this is what's happening? you see God is so beautiful because when God looks at us he sees our future anybody grateful for God that he sees the future in us he doesn't see us by our past he doesn't call us by our past or even our present he calls us by our future he sees us by our future you know God God has been calling me Dr. Kofi before I was even born I'm telling God sees you by your. he's been calling me he's been calling me a man after his heart before I was even in the womb of my mother God will seize things that we don't see through the eyes of faith I pray that the eyes of faith will be activated in you this morning. Receive the eyes of faith this morning. So, we come to this point, and I'm I'm wrapping up here. We come to this point of the scripture where Abraham says, God, if you said it, I believe you. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when but I believe that you're gonna do it. And so he says, I have no son, but if that's what you believe and see in my life, then that's exactly the word that I'm gonna hold on to. I think that in this room, there's some of us here that have to go back to some of the words God has spoken over our lives. There are some prophecies that are hanging over your life that demand faith to activate so that it can become set in motion. And so, I have this analogy up here, can you guys help me? Clap for these fresh young men, they can help me with this, clap for them. Clap for them. The Bible says, Abram was set under the stars, God tells him, count these descendants, for this is what I have for you. All right? But if you look at the scripture, he says that if you can count the stars, this will be like your descendants. He didn't say the stars would be his descendants. He said it would be like his descendants. For any literature students here, if anything that's comparative using like or as, it's what? Oh, we don't. What is it? A simile. Let me say it one more time? See, simile. Anything that's compares, is that it's comparing each other, is using like or as is a simile. So basically, when God brought Abram underneath the star, all he was telling Abram was every time you look up in the sky, let it be a reminder. Your miracle is not in the sky. The reminder is in the sky. Because the miracle, although I'm going to make you a father of many nations, it means that it has to come through you. So I just want to stand upon this premise of the word and prophesy to you that everything God wants to do through you is in you. You can come you, if you want. You can. Everything God wants to do through you, Apostle, is already in you. You don't have a second body. No, it's already in you. So you ask yourself, why have I not woken up to the gifts that are inside of me? Why have I not woken up to, to, to the talents that are inside of me? Why have I not received the revelation of everything that's inside of me? It's because of this, our mind. Our mind. God uses our mind as the playground for creativity. The devil uses our mind to rob us of faith. So the reason why many of us will receive an idea such as starting a business, for example. We receive an idea starting a business god will drop a multi-million dollar idea into our mind what happens is this can you hold up the box real quick god places the idea in our mind but this is where the problem happens according to romans 12 the bible says be ye transformed by the renewing of your. Now a transformed life from somebody who's broke is what? They're rich. Transformed life from somebody that's sick is what? They're healed. A transformed life from somebody who's hungry is that what? They're no longer hungry. So when God begins to deposit ideas inside of us It is our mind that is not renewed. So many ideas, prophecies, and things such as look at the stars has no life expectancy because our mentality has not shifted to a bigger mentality for God to use. Are you following me? So it takes this. If God says this is a million-dollar idea, it takes this. It takes putting it inside the mind, but it demands that you break the box. It demands that you, you, you begin to, you begin to break your, if God says that he will use you to do things in this life nobody has done, the only thing that stops that is you. And if it's you, it's that it's your mind. So if God can begin to deposit an idea and you can say, God, I believe you that the function of faith is the breaking of any limitation in the mind. So you begin to now say, God, if this is what you want to do, I break the box so that you can use me in a new way, in a new capacity. So when God sees that, okay, I've seen that you've grown in your thinking and your ability to take on more, what he does is he says, thank you so much for increasing The capacity to receive the idea. So anytime that God begins to give a new idea, there's a new mental capacity. But you need to break the old wine skin for the new wine. You can praise him better than that. You can praise him better than that. God can hatch new ideas and old thinking. I remember, I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I remember when we started Campus Rush. Any Campus Rush folk here? Any CR people? Come on. Any CR pride here? Love y'all. I remember when God told us to start this ministry. I had a vision for Carleton. Carleton University, that's where I went. Any Ravens here today? Any Ravens? Jeez. any alumni ravens i see some alumni ravens come on yeah yeah and <laughs> when we started this thing i only had a vision for carlton university so we called it transforming life at carlton and then one day i came home and my cousin david i love him he was with my dad and they were in the kitchen deaconess nancy and they were talking like, yo, Kof, this idea, yo, it's, it can go global, eh? It can go big. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why are you talking about global? I'm just trying to touch my campus. And they're like, yo, we got to change the name. I'm like, change the... But it's, it's Transforming Life at Carlton. That's the name God gave me. That's the idea God gave me. That's the old box. That's the old wine skin. And they began to minister to me... <laughs> And they said, what about like a, a campus something? Like a, a campus, like a, a... And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm receiving it with my ears, but I'm rejecting it with my heart. You ever been there? I'm receiving it, mm-hmm, 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 in my heart. mm hmm I'm not taking it in. I'm not taking it. And they're telling me, you have to do something campus, something. I'm saying, no, the thing is transforming life at Carlton. And I, and the inside, I'm breaking because it's like the box is breaking, but when the box is breaking, your flesh sometimes has to die. When the box is breaking, sometimes it doesn't feel all that good. When the box is breaking, it's because God is in the process of enlarging your territory. God can't enlarge your territory unless he brings you out of the old territory. That's the only way he can bring you to a new territory. And So I'm fighting this idea, I'm fighting this idea. And then I said, you know what? Okay, let's just do like rush something. Rush something okay, campus rush. I remember that day I came to my team and I said, Yeah, guys, we're no longer TLIC, we're campus rush, and everybody's like, The heck, what was that? Campus rush, And I said, Yeah, because God is trying to bring us to a bigger box. Can you hold that box up? Please? God is trying to bring us to a bigger box, and if we kept only focusing on one school we wouldn't have had the global impact that god is bringing us into today i want to tell somebody this morning that god is trying to bring you to a bigger place but you have to break your old mentality god is trying to bring you to a wealthy place but you have to break your old mentality be on your feet god is trying to bring you to a place of milk and honey but you have to leave the things that you've known you have to leave the things that you've known To wrap everything up as i leave you with this thought Abraham. Was asking for a son. God was speaking about a generation. Take that in. Abram was asking for a son. God said, I'm talking about a generation. You're asking for a house. God wants to give you a developmental neighborhood. You're asking for a car. He wants to give you a dealership. God is only interested in what's in the womb, not in what's in the tomb. So he's always looking to the next. He speaks to you already as a billionaire. He's already referring to you as a CEO. He's already referring to you as the man and woman that is going to make impact. He's already referring to you as your tomorrow. It's us that sees ourselves as though we're in today. God has already brought us to our new day, but you're stuck in the last day. Somebody take two steps and I'm moving forward. listen to me we are already in our new day it may be night still but you're in your new day it may be 12:01, but it's still the new day it may be 1 a.m it's still the new day God has brought you out and he's bringing you through but if you can let go of this mentality that is God if you've given me one idea I will I will stay within my limitations listen to me God is a God like pastor Ryan says God is a God with, that has no limits God is a God that has no boundaries. And the, the only boundaries that God has are the boundaries we put him in. God will only play within the parameters of what you place him in. But if somebody says, I want to, in fact, get rid of this box. I don't want to see this box. Get rid of that box. We, 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 don't, we don't want to deal with low mentality. Can I bring you to a higher level revelation? want to go to a place that's filling and flowing with milk and honey a place that has not one idea but multiple ideas not three ideas but four ideas God wants to hatch a new thing in you but let me tell you something if you still put him within limitations you'll still work within limitations so that's why it takes faith because the faith says it in Hebrews that faith is what the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so God operates without boxes He doesn't need a box. Why? Because we've broken the box. (laughs) He doesn't need a box to work. He doesn't need a box to move. He doesn't need a box to bless you. God can bless you from wherever you're at. He can bless you wherever you're at. He can bless you at your job. He can bless you in your car. He can bless you wherever you are. God will bless you. came to help some people today by the grace of God to bring our thinking from one level to the next level don't put God in boundaries don't put him within limitations and barriers God can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it if our minds can be conditioned to be thinking in faith which is God however you want whatever you want whenever you want just do it just do it. Just do it. I give you free permission. Just do it. Just do it. I, I, you know, I want what I, what I really feel in this room. I, I really want us in the next three minutes or so to break some limitations and break some boxes. I feel it in my spirit. There are too many limitations that you've put God in that the reason why you're not experiencing things that you should have you know what I really feel it even prophetically there's some people that you're in your new season but you're still not experiencing the joy of that season Is because God brought you through but then you put back the parameters you're in your new day but you just expanded your borders God says I don't need borders today God says, I want to work with you. I don't need borders to speak to you. I don't need I don't need borders. I love speaking through men of God to you. But but if I speak to you directly, you can also take that one too. God, God is saying, listen, I, I want to do greater things with you. Can you take the next three minutes? Apostle, would you begin to pray with us? And I want you to begin to break some boxes. Matter of fact, if there are some brave people that said, Pastor, today, 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 I'm letting go of the oath. I want to break the box. Come and be me at the front. Come and be me at the front today. the box. I'm breaking the box. I'm breaking the box. I'm breaking the box. Hey, let us shine! Hey, come on! There is space at this altar. There is space at this altar. There is space at this altar. Hey, there is space. You can come. There is space. You can move forward. There is space. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.